Uber and Lyft business concept is the complete opposite of what we're told at a young age. Don't get in a car with a stranger. How safe is it really to get into a car with a complete stranger? Clutch onto your purse as we talk today about getting in a ride from a stranger. On this episode of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch by Real Girlfriends Across America. Hey, wait a minute. I don't know how to okay. describe myself. Huh? We gotta give these ladies a makeover. Funny because I feel like you're always sitting on the show. I'm like, oh wow, that's really good to know. A lot of women have a lot of different kinds of interests. I don't like that. Hello, and this is Karen with Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. And I'm on the phone with Tawanda, Annie, and Kay. And we are talking about today getting a ride from a stranger. So how are you girls doing tonight? <coughs> Amazing as yeah. Yep. Pretty good, pretty good. That is good. So I'm going to um, actually start with you, Amanda, because I know that you've done rides here in the past or the present. And I- I'm sorry, um... Annie, is are you there? I meant to say Annie. I apologize. Okay, I thought you said Amanda. Sorry. Yeah, I was like. Yeah, I see it. I apologize. Um, I honestly have um, not. I've only taken an Uber like twice, or I think literally. Um, I have a car. I always make sure I have a car, and if not, I'll take the bus or walk. I don't usually. Um, yeah, I just I just don't really do that often. You know, back in the day, I've taken rides with with strangers before, and I and I have the, like I never did it before, um, because of something that happened when I was a kid. I was a teenager, and it led to um, the situation where I was raped just because I took a ride with somebody I didn't know. Okay. And was that um, something that happened, you said, when you were a teenager? Yeah, I was 14. Okay. And since then, you haven't um, obviously taken a ride, you said, again, with a stranger. Was that a hitchhike situation? No, it was actually, it was just a, a friend of a, a friend of mine knew someone that knew that person and I got stranded somewhere and they stuck me with this guy for a ride, but I didn't know him. And, uh, so I thought it'd be okay cause it was a friend of a friend, but it wasn't. Okay. And I apologize that that happened to you. And I'm sure that, you know, that other people can learn from that that's listening. Um, how oh, I'm telling you, for real, yeah, you've got to be careful yeah. about who you get in the car with and ask questions, man, because, and make sure you have an escape route just in case. Exactly. And I'm going to move on to you, Kate. Have you ever, um, uh, did, was a driver for a ride share company, or have you just been a client of one? Um, I've done both. I've done Lyft and Uber, both driving and accepting rides. Prior to that, I never did any rides with strangers, but, you know, since the existence of Lyft and Uber and rideshare companies, I've done it many times. Okay. And do you think that the laws that are set up now um, are safe for those who are um, driving as safe, you know, is it equal as safe for, you know, those who are driving as well as for passengers? I mean, honestly, it's a toss-up. 
I mean, you kind of get in the car if you're a passenger and you just sort of hope and pray you have a good driver. Like, you can see if they have good stars and all of that. But you really, if you're a woman, you just don't know, you know. And if you're a driver and you're a woman, it's it's worse because um, you really don't know anything about your passengers at all. Now, as a driver, are you able to, let's say, are you able to refuse the driver? I know that, you know, on just as a passenger um, and that I'm able to see the um, driver's picture, they choose to put a picture in their profile. Now, are as a driver, are you able to, let's say, if I see someone's picture on their profile and I say, well, that person looks sketchy, are you able to decline that ride? Um, many, many, many passengers don't have profile pictures. Some profile, well, a lot of, I would say many profile, uh, passengers don't even have their real name um, on their account. So you don't know anything. You might not know a thing about, you might not even know whether they're a male or female until they get in the car. Oh, wow, that I didn't know. I, I didn't know that that many of them didn't have their profile picture on there and that you, you could put a fake name on there ultimately. Yeah, there have been several times when I picked up a passenger who was actually on someone else's, using someone else's account. So say I'd pick up some guy and the passenger's name was like Desiree. So I'm thinking I'm going to pick up a girl and a guy hops in the car and he's like, oh, yeah, that was my friend. She's giving me, she's letting me use her, her account so I can get home or my girlfriend or whatever. So sometimes like the person who gets in your car isn't even the person who the, the account belongs to. Okay, and at that point, are you able to say um, or choose to, let's say, decline the ride at that point without being penalized by the company? Um, if you decline the ride, you can't, you know, I, I, okay, so I've never declined a ride for somebody else using somebody else's account. I have not ever done that, and mm. one of the reasons I haven't is um because I was concerned that I would be penalized, but because I've never done it, I don't know whether I would be penalized or not. So I can't really answer that question. Okay. And that's fair. And thank you for sharing that information because I know I didn't know a lot about that aspect of being a driver. I've always been in terms of, you know, doing a Uber or Lyft, always been a passenger. Um, so that's definitely good information to let the audience know if they're interested in doing that, the risk of what that entails. And Tawanda, um, so how do how safe do you feel like it is um, to do Lyft or, or Uber in terms of, let's say, being a driver or even a passenger as a woman? Well, I I did okay. I have actually been a driver and a rider, and every time I have gotten rides, they've all been pretty good. Honestly, I stay prayed up and put out good vibes, and if I get uncomfortable, I kind of get creative and start kind of talking and you know, changing the video and changing the video simply means sometimes a person can have ill intention, but if you change their mind and have them focus on something else, it can kind of save you. And I've actually been a driver for Uber and for Lyft, and 99% of the time I've had great experiences. There was, I think, two incidents where I I got very uncomfortable and um, really concerned, and I you know, did what I had to do and kind of got the person out and kept it moving. And I did want to share that um, I, I picked a girl. I used to drive a lot of time on Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays from, like, 
6, 7 in the evening to like 2, 3 in the morning. And I picked this girl up one time um, from the club, and she got in the car, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad it's a girl. I'm like, okay, so why, why do you say that? And then she told me a story, a long story short, an Uber driver had picked her up one night, took her home, and he kept her address. And when she came home from work, like that Monday, he was waiting for her and said, hey, I thought, you know, I'd come by, maybe we can go out for a drink or whatever. And she was so, like, shocked and told me, don't ever come again. Well, he came the next day, too. She ended up reporting to the police, reporting to Uber, and she actually has someone in her family that's in law enforcement, and he ended up getting um, terminated from whatever the, the Uber or Lyft, I'm not sure which company it was, and charges got brought up against him. But I was very shocked that he was bold enough to keep this woman's address and go back to her house. Yeah, and you know what? That actually has been a thought that ran in my mind um, that it's easy for them to do that just because, and technically the way that it's set up, there's no real reinforcement of saying that this person is safe, this person isn't really crazy. Um, And there has been an incident where I don't know if you ladies have heard about um, the news report, and I don't remember exactly where the young lady was out of, um, but someone called a Lyft or her boyfriend ordered a Lyft or Uber for her. And um, he didn't give her the driver's information, so she assumed that the drive, the car that pulled up was her list. Um, it was a guy who basically, I guess, he just took advantage of her and wound up killing her. Um, but she mm-hmm. assumed that the car she was getting into was. So it's very important that, you know, if you're going to order a list, it definitely checks the, the um, license plate and to let your friends know this is the license plate number. And a lot of times, and, and, and just to add this, um, Corinne, a lot of times now people that's being super precautious when they're getting ready to take a Lyft or Uber, um, they're verifying, hey, wait a minute, are you the driver? Is this the car? Is this a black Toyota Camry? Or is this the picture? Um, a lot of people are doing a little bit of fact checking just to make sure they are getting into the right car. Because I've had incidents where you have a black Camry um, parked, and one is Uber and one is Lyft, and someone just by mistake got into the wrong car. So, yeah, a lot of people mm-hmm. are verifying on both ends to make sure they're getting the right person. Yeah, and when I order one, let's say if I order one for a friend or whatever, or when a friend is ordering one for me, like we'll send each other screenshots to show exactly, okay, this is your list driver. This is the, the, you know, everything that you need is right there. So, mm-hmm. and then, like Kay mentioned before, this, then maybe not often, but like a time or two where it would be the same car that they said it would be or whatever, but it would be a totally different driver. So I would think that it was going to be a guy and it was really a girl. Um, and that's happened, you know, a couple of mm-hmm. times. But, you know, everything else matched up. And then, you know, you get in the car and you can not sound like their, their phone is displayed. But, you know, obviously if you're in a situation where you already entered their car and it's not the right car, you're already, you know, doing too much. But even that could be like an extra, I guess, thing to tell you, okay, I can see my profile up on their screen, and you know, even if it's not the right driver. Because I guess, so you know, sometimes couples might switch off, but you you always want to be extra safe, especially like in the world that we live in now. And we're actually going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discussion. Just um, we're going to continue the discussion on getting a ride from a stranger. Real girlfriends across America is on Patreon. 
please follow us at patreon.com forward slash Real Girlfriends Across America. We strive to bring good content and we appreciate every show of support. Your donation could make a world of difference. Thank you for listening and all that you do. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Uber and Lyft spent the past week threatening to shut down their ride-hailing services in California at the stroke of midnight today. But the company got a last-minute reprieve from complying with a judge order to classify their drivers as employees instead of independent contractors, as required by a state labor law. On Thursday afternoon, which is today, a appeals court said that the companies can keep operating with their drivers as independent contractors while they fight the order. The court has also given the companies until early September to come up with plans for how they will comply with the law. And that's it for today's trending news break. And thank you for holding. Um, so we're back from our break, um, and we're talking about getting a ride from a stranger. And as you heard in the trending news um, in California, um, they actually were going to halt the um, the actual service for Lyft just because of the regulations for the state. So their debate was in between, um, or actually about um, if they should be known as independent contractors versus being um, known as um, hourly employees. So what is your thoughts on that, Kay? Um, I mean, honestly, they've been cutting. I, I started driving Lyft in 2016, and I started driving Uber um, in I think it was like January of last year. So, so I was I've been with Lyft a long time. I've been with Lyft enough to see drastic cuts in pay. Um, I was there uh, when they still had the hundred dollar bonuses that you could get for just driving fifty five, uh, uh, doing fifty five rides a week. And I was there when they cut them. I was there when they cut after that. I think three or four more times the rate. So. I don't have any sympathy for Lyft and Uber. I just don't. <laughs> and why is that exactly? It's just because your longevity with the company. It's because um, as as a um, as a person who understands what it's like to depend solely on what you make yourself and no one else. Um, and to watch that income dwindle when you have kids to take care of, like they are corporations. They're making millions of dollars. They're not cutting their paycheck, but they're trying to starve people who can barely afford to like pay their rent. I understand that. And do you think that um, they should lean towards making them employees or keep them as independent contractors? Um, honestly, I think that they would never have gotten to this, got to this, uh, or arrived at this point if they hadn't been so bloodthirsty with cutting the rates that they had. They would never have had this whole conversation about making people employees versus 
um, contractors if they had kept the rates the same. Nobody was complaining. I used to absolutely be the major cheerleader and horn tutor for Lyft until they started cutting rates. So I think I think it's almost um, it, it, it's difficult to say whether they should, you know, make everybody employees or independent contractors. If making people employees is going to stop them cutting rates, then by all means do so. If, you know, if the way to, to preserve people's, if the okay. way to preserve people's paycheck is to um to change to general in, independent contractors as long as the rate the pay rate doesn't go down then do that it's just people need their money okay and I I definitely agree with that and I'm gonna ask Annie as well her your opinions on um do you think that the um, risk actually um it, it does it warrant the reward to be a driver or to be a passenger well. Here's my thing. Like some people may not understand an independent contractor. What that means is that at tax season they get a 1099 form um, instead of a W-2 form. So the employer is not responsible for paying their taxes at all, which means they don't pay any taxes on on your behalf, as well as they're not right. responsible for Social Security or in, um, health insurance benefits, anything like that. So they're making a lot of money and not having to put money into the people that work for them. So. Anytime it's changing from independent contract to, to employees, it's, it's going to benefit the employees, but the rates might go down again because they're going to be spending so much more money on the programs that they're going to be required, like um, Workman's Comp. And in, the, in that case, too, it might even change the laws. They might have to provide insurance for them or something like that. So there's a lot to it. Um, and I believe, of course, that, of course, that's great for the employees, but I just don't know that if, if they lose too much money, if they would even continue to go because it, it you know, I worked as an independent contractor, and it can cost you a lot of money if you get big, too big. And do you think yeah, that I think as being an independent, I'm sorry, what was the thing? Yeah, um, I think that um, the the problem with Lyft and Uber is that they expanded so quickly and so fast that structurally it can it it got a little bit shaky in terms of supporting the people who work for them, right? So. When you're a company and you and you expand too fast, you have to spend resources in order to keep to uphold the structure that you have in place. They had to get rid of a lot of actual full-time employees during the um, during this pandemic because you know less money was being made and the the money was was not there because drivers weren't being able to drive. And I think what Lyft and Uber uh, always just sort of you know try to forget is that the whole reason they exist is because of drivers. Now, they're trying to get to a place where they don't have to depend on drivers, but they're not there yet, and they may not ever get there with the way uh, they're losing money through this pandemic. They've got to, you know, come to a place where they accept the fact that drivers are here and we deserve to be paid, and, I mean, that's just it. They have to get over it or you know, maybe they'll end up in a space legally where they're going to be paying more than they might have if they had just paid us what we had been getting to begin with. And do you think that reality, you that's probably what led, you know, if it's, if it's the employees are fighting for an employee ship or whatever you want to call it, in all reality, that's probably why, because now they continue from me, from hearing that from you, if they're continuing to cut people's pay, people are getting upset and they're not going to, People aren't. They want to continue doing it. They've been doing it for years, and and who wants to change up, especially when you can't right now because it's not an option to just bounce around to jobs at the moment for a lot of people because of the virus and the you know this pandemic going on. 
So I just, I feel like, yeah, that um, it's probably something that was caused by their actions in the past and they did get too big too fast and they probably should have thought it out a little bit better in the employee um, IC, you know, independent contract area because it can be pretty, pretty, you know, a lot of construction companies do that. A lot of construction companies, they subcontract out independent contractors because they'll do a lump sum, um, you know, $30,000 for the roof of the house or something. And so they'll subcontract somebody out, give them $30,000, but then that person is responsible for, you know, dispersing that money to everybody that's working there, making sure, you know, the materials are paid for and all of that. And they have to, you know, they have to keep track of all their own receipts and deduct all of that. But Uber and Lyft are saving a ton of money on that because they are not paying anything in. And and if you think about how many Uber and Lyft drivers are out there, start paying on that. It's gonna that's there. It's gonna be a battle, I'm sure. And and I'm right. sure. Um, and I've noticed that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say I, I just noticed that since um, the um, pandemic, there's been um, that the drivers been scarce. So now there's longer time to wait because I feel like they've lost money because there's less drivers on the road now. Um, so they're probably trying to recoup some of the money that they have lost. And in California is where the headquarters for Lyft is. Um, so I'm sure that they're probably trying to start from their bases and try to work from there to try to recoup some of the money that they lost during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, what people, totally. a lot, um, there's something that a lot of people don't know about Lyft. They have, um, they are basically collecting automobiles because they are going to try to start competing. They're already trying to start competing with rental companies such as Hertz and, you know, other rental companies. They have, and not just a couple cars, they have thousands of vehicles that are just sitting there that they try to lease out to drivers on basically slave wages. You know, people start leasing. If you, as a driver, you lease out that car, you will never, ever, ever get enough money to not lease their car again. Like you will be stuck leasing with them. And they do these things. They, they purchase all of these vehicles, all of the money that they claim that they can't pay to drivers, they're buying cars with. They're creating um, automobile, uh, 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 there's a, there's a, what's it called? There's a, you know, like when they have buildings for car services, such as car repair, car wash, car, mm-hmm. what, is, what is a like building? A anyway, they have, yes. They have like full service, full car service um, um, buildings that they're building, not just in San Francisco. Um, I believe they want to build one in Sacramento. Like they're building these things. These things cost money, and that's money that they don't want to give to drivers that they very well could give to drivers. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then I've noticed, and I'm, I'm sure you have it. And well, when you used to live in California, and I'm not sure about um, how it is where you're at, um, any. Um, in Phoenix, but um, here they have like different modes for Lyft. So they, I think they have a scooter. They have bikes out here. Do you guys have that option as well? Yeah, absolutely. They're they're looking into every single um, transportation service that you can think of. They're looking into. They're they're trying to make money in transportation. They're branching out in scooters. They're branching out in bikes. I mean, they're branching out everywhere. These are, and every time you branch out into a new field, you have to put money into it before you get money back. So their money is being exactly. spent, the money that could be going to drivers, the money that drivers are making. It's not just money that could go to drivers. This is money that the drivers are making and not receiving. So the driver drives may get less than maybe 
20 or 30% at times of what the, what the passenger actually pays, that money goes somewhere else and the driver doesn't get it. Right. And then but, I know, so how fast, right? Okay. Isn't that what you're saying? I mean, they used to get it. So you know that money's there and it was being used. Now they're just, they're redispersing it where they please. Yeah, no, I know for a fact that the money used to be there because when I first started with Lyft, um, I think the percentage rate of of uh, of what drivers or what Lyft would take versus what drivers was, would receive was Lyft would take 30% and the driver would get the rest. That has changed drastically. There is now no percentage model. They um, Drivers drive on a time versus mileage rate, which is constantly being cut, and that rate might be cents on the mile, cents on the gallon. I mean, it's it's it's. Okay, disgusting. let me ask you this. What, um, what about I, – I can probably – guess that the prices of the rides have gone not gone down right so do you know what oh, the no, difference is the ride costs now how by how much no, i'm just I, curious i know for oh, yeah, a fact right, that the price of enough. rides has gone up i know for a fact that the price of rides has gone up and i know this because passengers will tell me oh this this used to be this much it's now this much how much of this are you getting and i'm like yeah i'm not getting that <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm definitely, I ride lift a lot, and I've noticed, like, especially I can, if I wait 10 minutes, if the price will drop or go up, like, a, by a lot. So it's, it's crazy just even waiting a little bit. And now they've added, um, you can walk halfway and then meet them at the corner or something, and they've added weight um, and a ride, so they basically notify your call, your phone when there's a driver in your area, because it used to be, you know, it was always been 10 minutes or less that I would have to wait. And now I could be waiting a whole half an hour for a ride to come. So, yeah, right. A, they keep doing all these things that are supposed to so-called, you know, save the passenger money. But what they're really doing is saving them money. They're, they're saving themselves money by saying, oh, if you walk here, your ride will be cheaper. But the, the amount of time that it takes for you to walk there is not cheaper for you, nor is it cheaper for the driver who has to wait at the location because they're still waiting. I had to sit in the darkest, scariest alley waiting for some chick who had to walk through the darkest, scariest alley to get to me. It wasn't safe for her. It wasn't comfortable for me. And I dare say that she would have paid that dollar or two, however much more, just to be for me to pick her up in a safe location. Yeah, I know. I definitely would have because it's like safety is everything. So, you know, meeting someone in the corner or whatever, and if I never get to my ride, then it's like, what's the purpose of me meeting you in the corner to save $2 if I never get there? Well, I carry a knife with me everywhere, so I wish a motherfucker would, please. <laughs> well, I don't want to catch a case. <laughs> catch a case on my way to the mall. <laughs> and he's like, I wish you would. <laughs> but, you know, because I learned my lesson, and I've taken classes, and I've taken defense classes now because of what happened to me when I was young. It formed, you know, it formed a, a defense mechanism in my mind of how to deal with situations. Cause sometimes we get into situations. I can tell you real quick, a little story. This is embarrassing, but I lived in Florida for a while and Florida is a party state. Okay. And I was only, I was 19 to 21 years old when I was there. So I partied a lot while I was there. And I had this friend, Nikki Carnivali, who was nuts. And she would, 
we would go go out to the clubs and she took we went down to Fort Lauderdale one day 45 minutes away and she forgot about me because she was doing god knows what and left me there and I had to like beg for a ride from some stranger to get me home and it was I was terrified but I sat there clutching my purse and I was I got lucky that um he happened to be a nice guy that that just happened to be you know drive me 45 minutes home and back and uh so I did get lucky that time but you're not always going to be that lucky you know what I mean Exactly. I'm really not. And it's just funny. Yeah, I just, yeah, when, yeah, I mean, oh, go ahead, Ken. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I can't, I mean, I, the, the days before Lyft and Uber are days I really don't want to go back to. And at the same time, um, drivers should get paid what they deserve to get paid. I definitely agree. And, and on that note, we actually have less than a minute left. Um, so we're going to actually close off the show. Um, but, Definitely, I enjoy having this conversation with you ladies. And we'll be back again on Sunday with another great episode. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.